What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. I'm Adam Best, here as always with producer Michael behind the scenes and my guy Sterling Holmes. It's not Wacky Wednesday, I guess we will call it Funky Friday. Uh, Thanks for hanging with our schedule. I had COVID this week and needed a couple extra days, but I am here and uh, got out of bed for a special reason. That's why I'm wearing the attire. If you'll notice, this this is green velvet. Because today I am hosting a funeral for the MVP argument for one Jalen Hurts. Uh, Sterling, what do you think about that? What in the Keanu Reeves, dude? That is totally Keanu Reeves looking. By the way, I know no one cares about the backstory, but I'm going to be John Grissom for a second. Uh, I have my dog here for the show, so just giving you guys some full transparency as a heads up. And also, my room is freezing. Uh, Do you ever have a room in your house that's just cold as shit? Because I have that. I shut the door because my presents are in here. I don't want people to see the presents. I am frozen in here. What is this? Am I Elsa? It's the North Pole. Oh, see? You're way smoother than me, baby. You're way smoother than me. But by the way, John Wick. John Wick, I'm here to kill. (laughs) Are you better? Are you feeling better? I'm feeling better. Tuesday uh, was kind of felt like I was on my deathbed, but there's this uh this wonderful drug called Paxlovid, which is uh you know the Undertaker meme? I saw someone say the Undertaker where he just sits up but you think he's dead in the coffin. That's uh that's me this week. So I'm back <laughs> I'm back. It's gonna be a shorter show than than usual, but I think it's gonna be uh, a really fun one, don't you? Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And speaking of fun, if you wanna have some fun, drink some fun. Drink Casey Beer Co. Casey Beer Company. It is the best beer you will have. Uh, we went there. Adam, unfortunately, had COVID, so he didn't get a chance to go experience Casey Beer Co. firsthand. I go there a decent amount. They have great brats as well as potato salad. I made everyone eat their potato salad at like 10 in the morning just to prove a point of how good it is. But Casey Beer Company brewing their beer with the Bavarian Beer Purity Law of 1516 using only four ingredients. Again, we say it every week. It's because it's true. I love their beer, not just because they sponsor us, but because the beer is that good. So if you live in the area, KC, Kansas, Missouri, go find the red cartons or white in the holiday spirit. They have some special ones out. Get you some KC Beer Co. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed. 
No awards this week. It's a little too weak, uh, late in the week for that. So we are moving straight into the Casey stock market, pump or dump. Sterling, you ready? Let's do it. First up, Chiefs offensive line coach Andy Heck says Darian Kennard has really taken to the guard position. Kennard will eventually be a starter for the Chiefs. Pump or dump for both you in the chat? Uh, I'm going to dump on this one. Uh, I think Kennard, they're giving him positional versatility. We know how much the Chiefs offensive line and the Chiefs team in general values positional versatility. Uh, I think Lucas Niang is still the the guy at right tackle, hopefully for the future. I, I've talked about it a lot, and I know I'm probably in the minority here. Uh, he is the Alberto Mondesi for the Royals. If you're a Kansas City Royals fan, I will for some reason always believe the potential and the talent is there. Uh, just staying healthy is key. Uh, I think guard with Trey Smith and Joe Tooney, that's locked up for the foreseeable future. I think it's a case of the more positions he can play, the better chance he has of getting on the field. Nick Allegretti has saw that's why they left Austin Ryder. They let him go. It's why they let, you know, Austin Blythe go. They need guys who can play multiple positions. This to me is just a case of getting him as a super sub. Yeah, I'm dumping too. Although I will say, Joe Tooney can play left tackle. Just, no, just no. throwing that out there. We've seen it before. He's pretty highly paid for a guard. Uh, so that is something that could potentially happen. I don't think it will. Don't, don't. Can I just say this really quickly, very quickly? Because this, this is, I've gotten this a lot. Joe Tooney is an elite left guard. He's not going to be an elite left tackle. If he was, he would be playing left tackle. I agree with that. J- I think Joe he could Tooney. be a very good left tackle, which is okay. hard to find. So in a but pinch, not seen for a full season in a pinch. We're not talking about full season or the future going forward. I like Joe Tooney in a pinch playing left tackle. Do I want him there for the full season? Probably not. Not only that, that makes left guard worse, where he's already elite. Kennard's not going to be elite, uh, an elite left guard. You're now at this point probably making two positions worse and so much change I don't think is a good thing. Uh, I like Joe Tooney at guard. He's, he's not a left tackle. Or again, he would be playing left tackle. What I would call him is a break glass in case of emergency left tackle. But when they signed Joe Tooney, they did not know that Creed Humphrey would be an all pro. They did not know that Trey Smith would be available in the sixth round to become a monster himself. So the Orlando Brown situation, what if he doesn't want to come back on the franchise tag? That, that's a problem they could face. I like that Darian Kennard is depth. I think potentially let's hope he can become a starter or start in a, in a tough spot. But with most of these later round offensive lineman picks, I will, uh, I'll uh, believe it when I see it. Next one, Jarek McKinnon is heating up at the right time. He will have another standout playoff run for the Chiefs this winter. Pump or dump? I'm pumping. I think they have kind of managed his reps all year long, and now they are un- unleashing him, especially the receiving option. He is the he is the lightning to the thunder of Isaiah Pacheco. They've found a two-headed monster that I think will be very effective uh, despite it kind of being a little predictable. Uh, we've seen him do it before. I believe he can do it again. How about you? Dude, this is a big old pump. Big old pump for me. I couldn't pump harder on this one. 
Hey, 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 hey. This is a family what? program. What? I, all I said was I couldn't pump harder. That's all I said. There's no phrasing. <laughs> no, but with Jarek McKinnon, they found a very good one-two punch with him, Isaiah Pacheco. They're very different, and they complement each other very, very well. This is what I said from the get-go. They're probably just waiting until the right time to unleash Jarek McKinnon. Somehow, even at his age, he looks faster, quicker, more explosive. I don't know if all those previous injuries are behind him, but his ability in the screen game, it's unmatched. Yeah, yeah, spades are right there. Jets' screen game is unmatched. Great minds think alike. 100% with you. I think McKinnon has a phenomenal end of season and playoff run. You have to wonder if the reason Andy Reid was kind of underutilizing the screen game he's been so good at calling in the past was not having an ideal weapon. Well, now he's found it in Jared McKinnon, who is a much better fit for that role than Clyde Edwards-Elaire ever was. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's move on to the next one. Rookie George Karloftis has a sack in three straight games and leads the league in batted passes with six. His rookie year has been a success. Pump or dump, Sterling? This is almost in between. I'm more or less a like 51% pump and just slightly on the pump side. Rookie edge, rookie players at edge is very, very difficult to have massive success. The difference from college to the NFL at that position specifically, in my opinion, takes a lot of time. The reason why I have it as a success is one, we're starting to see growth. I know some of the sacks he has has been more coverage sacks, but he's still getting the quarterback down. That's worth something. That's at least progress. The pressure numbers are still solid. And the fact that he was able to start week one, game one, stay healthy, and, and be some of the Chiefs have at least counted on for, for, for snaps, that has to, to count as a pump. Not all rookies can say that. First, round, first rounder or not, that's still... It's still impressive, at least in my book. I'm pumping. Maybe not the most enthusiastic pump I've ever done, but uh, um, I'm pumping. I think he's starting to find his groove. And what you call coverage sacks, I call effort sacks, motor sacks. There's always a way to spin it, baby. I think he is starting to find his path. And really, the, the batted passes thing is is quite impressive. You're seeing his pass as a water polo player really give him a unique skill set in the NFL just immediately from day one. He, he reminds me of Tom Bahali to an extent. I don't think he's going to become Tom Bahali, but if I had to place a player comparison, the motor, not the most talented guy, early on he's going to have to use his physicality and size to make a impact. Um And again, I don't know if you want Karloft as being the number one edge rusher, but if you can put a Justin Houston next to him, all of a sudden you have a very good pass rush. He plays like every down 
if he doesn't have success, someone's going to shoot his family. I mean, that that's the level of effort he gives. So I, I, he's not an A talent, but he definitely has an A motor. We've made the Tom Bahali comp before, and I think it is an apt one. Yeah, and the floor is solid, which is what you wanted in this situation coming into a year with a lot of question marks. Uh, final pumper dump. Andy Reid should sit both Kadarius Tony and McCole Hardman instead of rushing them back for a game versus an inferior opponent in the Houston Texans. Pumper dump. Hmm. We're going to split this one up. I am a dump on McCole Hardman. I'm not as terrified by his injury history, but I am a big old dump on Kadarius Tony. Um, pause, pause. What? <laughs> phrasing, phrasing. Hey, yo, Kadarius- can we clip that? Can we get that as, as a clip, as a, as a bump music at some point? Please don't. Kadarius Tony. Uh, we need to put him on the Sammy Watkins plan. I am terrified. He has used dental floss for hamstrings. Just we've seen what he has. He has the juice. He doesn't need to know the whole playbook. He doesn't even need to play all the snaps. Just unleash the Kraken next month when it is time for the playoffs. If he gets hurt against the Texans or Seahawks or something, I'm going to lose my mind. I will say sit both. But I honestly disagree with you. I think McCole Hardman is fine. He knows the playbook. He's been here now in his fourth season. Kadarius Toney has played, what, three games for Kansas City. Two of them look pretty solid. Kadarius Toney, of either of these guys, needs more more reps, more play. I don't want to rush either of those guys back. But to me, it's more important and more imperative for Toney to get on the field than it is for McCole Hardman, at least before the playoffs start. Okay. I can see that. Let's get into Hot Take Kingdom. You sure you're ready? I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. What do you have for us? I want to preface this by saying I've got love for the city of brotherly love. Philly, don't hate me for this. I'm sure some Eagles fans will find this. Jason Kelsey is almost an honorary chief. Thank you for Andy Reid. And just so you see that I am not a Jalen Hurts hater, I invested in his rookie card when no one believed in this guy. So this, <laughs> this argument doesn't mean that I don't like Jalen Hurts or think he's a very good player. Why do you hate Jalen Hurts? Hmm. Let's move on. This week's hot take kingdom is there is no way in hell Jalen Hurts deserves the MVP award over one Patrick Mahomes. Let's get into it. Sterling, what's the name of the award? Most Valuable Player. That's right. It's not the most improved player. It's not quarterback on the winningest team or the we're bored of the best player, so give it to someone else award. And that's exactly what's going on here. It's like the Academy Awards saying, well, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, he's the best actor of his generation. He's the biggest movie star in the world. He'll be back numerous times. We can give it to him any year. So let's hook up somebody else. It's like the NBA giving the award to Charles Barkley or Carl Malone because, hey, they could give it to Michael Jordan every year. It, it's narrative street, Sterling. And I, I wish people would just be honest about why they don't want to give the MVP to the best player alive. What are your thoughts on just the framing of the award 
and how, in my opinion, it's become who is the quarterback on the team with the most wins, not who is the most valuable player. And if you took them off their team would hurt their team the most. I think you're on the right track. I, I think there are a lot, there's a lot of truth in what you're saying. And by the way, let me preface this by saying, I don't necessarily have a, a massive hot take. Maybe my hot take on this one is that I think if either one were to win it, I would be happy. I think both are deserving, but I'm going to make the case for Jalen hurts in this instance. I understand where you're coming from, but it's not always who's the best player. I think the argument you're making to an extent is who's the best player who would be drafted one, one in a NFL fantasy draft, not even a fantasy draft. If you're starting a, a franchise, who are you drafting? You're drafting Mahomes one, one. I'm not doubting the fact that Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. Point is, I think Jalen Hurts has outplayed Mahomes to an extent, and we'll get into this more and more. I, I think it's extremely close. Both are deserving. I understand what you're saying, the fatigue factor. There's a reason why Michael Jordan didn't win every single year. There's a reason why Tom Brady doesn't win every single year. There's a reason why Bill Belichick didn't win coach of the year every single year. Andy right? Reid has won at one time. What a joke. Yeah, I'll let you keep going, though. Okay, let's dive into specifics. Starting with the incredible surrounding talent, Eagles GM Howie Roseman has given Hurts probably, for my money, the most complete squad in the entire NFL. So there are four non-quarterback premium positions in in the NFL. Can we agree on that? I'm going to call them offensive tackle, wide receiver, defensive line, and corner. Okay. Yeah. We're in unison there. So first, let's look at tackle. Eagles right tackle Lane Johnson hasn't allowed a pressure in four games. And he's only given up seven all year. Now their left tackle, Jordan Mailata, the uh, Australian rugby player who is just a monster. Uh, he's more of a run, ma- run game mauler, right? But he's still only given up 27 pressures on the year. Now, if you look at the Chiefs tackles, their duo, Andrew Wiley and Orlando Brown have combined to surrender 79 pressures. That is worst in the NFL among starting tackle tandems. Who are you giving the edge here on, on tackles? I'm, because I'm giving it to Philly. Sure. I, Philly has the, the better tackle play by far, but I will want to point out, you're, you're looking at overall pressure numbers. I think that can be a little bit misleading. Orlando Brown Jr. and Andrew Wiley, of course, are going to have the most pressures. You know why? Mahomes has dropped back 130 times more than Jalen Hurts. Look at the percentages. The percentages will not be the same. I do think the tackle play of of the Eagles is much better. But if you're going to look at actual sack numbers, Jalen Hurts has been sacked 13 times more than Mahomes and 130 less dropbacks. Just something uh, to keep in mind as far as the overall what we're looking at here. And and I'll get to that later, or maybe we just tackle it right now. I think Jalen Hurts is is not his pocket presence. Is, is lacking compared to the, the Houdini-like pocket presence of, of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so he's not making that Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, that, that where he stood in the pocket for seven seconds. Jalen Hurts is not making that play. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> he basically went into a hotel revolving door and then threw a crazy dart to uh, Juju for a touchdown. Let's look at receiver. So A.J. Brown has been top eight in yards per route run during each of his four seasons. He's an elite receiver with no, no weaknesses. He can take a screen, 
to the house. Intermediate, he, he's great at crossers. He can track the deep ball. The guy is just a, uh, if you made an, an alpha receiver in a lab, you would get him. He's Terrell Owens 2.0, basically. He turned Ryan Tannehill from a journeyman into a pro bowler, and he's helped engineer another transformation for Hertz. Ryan Tannehill and the Titans have not been the same without this guy. And then you put him on Philly's roster, and all of a sudden, they're the best team in the league. Meanwhile, Mahomes lost a top five receiver and is, is somehow better. How? How? It's, it's absolutely insane. Look at Aaron Rodgers. Losing a top five receiver has absolutely unraveled that dude. He looks completely washed like it's time for retirement. Devonta Smith, do your Heisman pose. Another great receiver. One of the best number twos in the entire NFL. Quez Watkins, good field stretcher. Zach Pascal, one of the best run-blocking receivers in the league. And if you want to consider tight ends receivers, because a lot of them are nowadays. Now, Travis Kelsey no doubt has the edge on Dallas Goddard, but Dallas Goddard is an elite tight end. He's a top five tight end. And for, in my opinion, Dallas Goddard is closer to Travis Kelsey than Juju Smith-Schuster is to A.J. Brown. I don't know if I can go that far. I don't know if I can go that far, but yes, the Eagles receiving corpse is much better than the Chiefs have overall. Um, I'm Edge not going to deny that. Sure, but I'm not going to deny that. But I do want to point out, how much did you hate in the previous MVP voting when folks go, yeah, but Mahomes has Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Didn't you hate that? Yeah, but it was true. Sure. Yeah. And but, now, but, don't, but is, it, is it fair to all of a sudden say, well, yeah, but Jalen Hurts has A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. It, I Here's that. the difference, though. When, when Tyreek Hill missed time and he was throwing to Sammy and Demarcus Robinson and Byron Pringle and McColl, which honestly would be a bottom five receiving core in the entire league during those years probably, uh, he still his numbers were still crazy. Oh, and we're seeing this year. We're seeing this year. It's Mahomes. Tyreek Hill is putting up incredible numbers in Miami. Chiefs offense has not skipped a beat. And that's obviously a massive credit to Patrick Mahomes. So we're giving the edge to Philly there with respect due to Travis Kelsey. The defensive line, this is where I don't think things are even close. The Eagles lead the league with 49 sacks. So... What was already a very strong unit spearheaded by stalwarts like Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox has gotten stronger. What did they do this offseason? They added a speed freak in Hassan Reddick. Uh, they added uh, Jordan Davis, one of the scariest dudes to ever come through the combine, basically Thanos and shoulder pads. And then they added Indomitian Sue, one of the, one of the baddest MFs to ever play football, one of the, the meanest dudes you'll ever find lined up across from you, as if that line needed any more help. You know, Chris Jones may be the best defensive lineman in the league right now, but he does not have enough help. He's totally outgunned by that Eagles off, um, defensive line. Excuse me. I'm giving the edge to Philly again, and I'm not thinking that hard about it. You know, I agree. But I also want to point out, 
just a fun stat I found about Chris Jones today. It was on Twitter, so I thoroughly apologize. It's off the top of my dome. I forgot who tweeted this out. Chris Jones has the most pass, pass rush wins of any player in the NFL this season. Ooh. How crazy is that? Chris Jones has played like defensive player of the year. I, I just want to point that out and give some credit to Chris Jones because I, I saw that and I was mind blown. That's not just interior guys. That's not just over Aaron Donald. That was over Miles Garrett, Micah Parson, everyone. Nick Bosa. Chris Jones has been so good this year. Put some respect on his name. I know this is kind of a side tangent, but it, it really bugs me that Aaron Donald has been so, so amazing. One of the best defensive players of all time up there with primetime Deion Sanders up there with the original LT Lawrence Taylor that I think that has taken some shine off of Chris Jones. And it's time to give Chris Jones his due this year. I don't know if he'll win defensive player of the year, but he definitely deserves to be in the conversation. Still not good enough to outgun the Philly defensive line all by himself. Uh, Let's look at the cornerback position. And if LeJarius Sneed is Chuck D., I'm Flavor Flav. I'm his hype man. I love LeJarius Sneed. He is my favorite player, not named Jones, Kelsey, or Mahomes. But come on. Come on. Darius Slay and James Bradbury, uh, tip your hat to Howie Roseman. He has done a fucking incredible job putting that that uh, defensive backfield together. Uh, Avante Maddox is a good is a good slot corner. And then what really what really puts it over the top? Uh, while we're playing a bunch of rookies and our, our safeties are kind of shaky, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who played in the slot for the Saints, is is kind of like a honey badger type versatile defensive back weapon for them. So again, for the fourth time in a row, I am giving the edge to Philly. No, I, I get what you're getting at here, and I will agree. You, what, what it comes down to is the Eagles probably have the more complete team. What it comes down to is Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. And yes, I will agree. If you're looking at roster to roster, Eagles have a, have the advantage in almost every single position. But if they're to play, which team are you taking? Well, I'm taking the Chiefs, and you know why? Because of Patrick Mahomes. That's why. I, I'm not disagreeing in any of this, saying that Patrick Mahomes is not the difference maker. He's not better than Jalen Hurts. That's not what this is about. You know I'm on your side there. I've said it. Mahomes is one of one. If you are starting a franchise, get all 32 GMs in here. Who are they picking? 31 are picking Mahomes, and for some reason, Houston's deciding to go with Davis Mills. Like, uh, Chargers will probably somehow do Justin Herbert again because that's just what the Chargers do. That's all I'm saying. I'm not disagreeing with you. And again, I see old soul. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is, is far and away the MVP over Mahomes. That's not what I'm saying at all. I, I think if Mahomes wins, first off, I'm gonna be way more thrilled. I will be just I will be very excited for, for Mahomes. The point is, I think it's a really close race. I just don't think it's as Mahomes above and then Hurts is way down here. I think it's a two-man race between these two guys. I had Mahomes above Jalen Hurts until his previous game against Denver. The three interceptions in my mind slightly bumped him down. That's just where I'm coming from here. My key point, though, before we move on to their individual numbers, uh, the individual stats, is that the V in MVP, it's valuable. It's about value. It's not about let's celebrate this guy's season because he's a breakout player, and who knows if 
the Eagles will do this again. We have the offensive player uh, of the year award for a reason so that another guy can get singled out who maybe isn't, isn't actually the most valuable player in the NFL. And the final point I want to make here on surrounding talent is that the Eagles are fourth in defensive EPA and seventh in defensive DVOA. The Chiefs are 21st and 25th, respectively. Hertz doesn't have to carry a bad defense. I hear about all the interceptions and this and that and this. Mahomes has to do special things every week. Correct. He's tasked to do much more. I 100%. Again, I'm not disagreeing. I, I, Mahomes is deserving. They're both deserving in their own ways. Mahomes is deserving because he's tasked to do so much more than what Jalen Hurts is tasked to do. I saw a, a comment from a, I'm trying to find, I apologize right now. Someone said that if you took Hurts off of the Eagles, they're like the San Francisco 49ers. I think that's slightly fair. I think, I think Hurts adds more. I think the Niners have – you could put literally anyone back there at quarterback. We've seen Nick Mullins succeed at quarterback for the Niners. But Bob I think it's a pretty good point. And you take Mahomes off of this Chiefs team, what did they become? Yeah, we saw that with Alex Smith. Still a good team, but not really a true contender. To me, Jalen Hurts is kind of like half Cam Newton, half Jimmy G, which is a very good player, but not a transcendent talent. Uh, let's look at stats if you think that matters more than surrounding talent. No problem. Let's get into it. Mahomes is first in passing yards and touchdowns. Mahomes is also first in QBR and PFF grade. Hertz has thrown for less than 200 yards four times. Mahomes has done that zero times. So when we say which guy is asked to carry his team and, and put his team, that roster, that 53-man roster on his back, it's it's got to be Mahomes, and this stat, this number is the most important for me. Mahomes is first in expected points added per play, and I think that's the best stat at at judging a uh, player's true value. And in fact, Mahomes is number one in EPA per play over the past five years. Only Drew, only Drew, only Drew Brees comes close. No one else really even comes close. And I guess that's what I'm getting at with this entire argument is everyone knows, and, and we try to argue it at the front of each season. And, and I, I don't like being in this position because I like Jalen Hurts. I like Josh Allen. I like Justin Herbert. Uh, Joe Burrow gets on my nerves a little bit, but <laughs> I respect the hell out of him. I really, I really do. I really do. But it just gets obnoxious hearing everybody trying to say Michael Jordan isn't Michael Jordan. Yeah. I'm with you, man. Every single year, there's always someone they have to put up next to them. And it happened with Tom Brady, too. Let's not, because we're now in Kansas City and we have the pinnacle, we have the guy. Not a guy. The guy. We're, we're, the, we're the next in line, which, take a step back and think how cool that is. I mean, think how cool that was for Chicago fans to always have to say, it's Michael Jordan. Stop with the Clyde Drexler. Stop with whoever else you want to throw up there. I'm that it's, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd meme, look at us, you know, yeah. look at us. Who, who would have thought, you know? Yeah, all those New England fans for a year, the Tom Brady, right? Everyone was, was the next in line, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning. Um, and again, you could always say the talent, but rings, those those ring true. But Mahomes is just, he's on another level. And again, I'm not debating who's the better quarterback or the better player. You know that. Mahomes, 100 out of 100. I do have some stats I want to throw out there. Um, 
Can I say one thing about Brady before you get into that, that I think will fit this comparison to me, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. The most winningest. He is Bill Russell. Mm. Patrick Mahomes and Michael Jordan. And I think when it's all said and done, we will look at talent over rings upside over rings and, and consider the situation Tom Brady was in, not taking anything away from him. One of the best players of all time, but Patrick's more talented. He is. Sure. I will, I will agree with the talent level. Um, I already mentioned the offensive line and the pressure numbers. A couple more. I just wanted to just uh, throw out there. Hertz has a higher completion percentage for those who say he only runs the ball. They have the same yards per attempt, right? So it's not like Hertz is just checking the ball down. They have the same yards per attempt, and Hertz has a higher completion percentage. Um, throwing inter- Sure, sure. So if you want to go to interceptions, which I know is a, a fair one, right? So Hertz has thrown three interceptions. Mahomes has thrown 11. And the, the same can be true as far as, well, Mahomes has been tasked to throw the ball way more often than Hertz, right? Well, the interception percentage numbers, uh, that's where I wanted to look here. Hertz interception rate is 0.8% while Mahomes is 2.2. Again, that went up drastically after this game against Denver. A um, couple of other, other numbers I had here. You mentioned QBR. Hertz has the higher passer rating, which is the old way of doing it before QBR got involved. So if you just want to take the opposite approach, that's that one right there. Um, Hertz has 10 rushing touchdowns, 686 yards on the ground. I just wanted to throw that out there. I know folks want to say Eagles haven't played anyone. The Chiefs have had a tougher schedule, but with a grain of salt, the AFC West has not been what we thought it was going to be this season. The NFC East on the other side has not been what we expected to be either. So I think the schedules have been a little more comparable than we originally thought. But yes, the Chiefs have played, in my opinion, a much tougher schedule. Again, I think this is just 1A, 1B. Uh, Before the Denver game, I had Mahomes firmly above Jalen Hurts. I did. That three interception, maybe it shouldn't, but that just was just enough to drop him down. Just enough. I hope Mahomes wins it. I truly do. I think he's the better quarterback. I think he's the better player. I think he's the best player in the NFL, but that's not what this award's about. Well, to me it is. It's about who's the most valuable player, but I just can't believe we're punishing Mahomes, and I fell into this too after the game for throwing three interceptions against a Denver's a top five defense in both DVOA and EPA. It's, it's a very good defense. I know we kind of lost sight of that because we were smoking them early on, but that is a damn good defense. That, that um, PS2, Sertan, that interception he had, was one of the best interceptions you will ever see in your life. He's a very good player. This didn't happen against the Texans. And one of the things that's so special about Patrick Mahomes is his bad games – are 352 yards, three touchdowns, <laughs> and three picks, and the craziest Harlem Globetrotters shit you will ever see in your life. So his floor, his floor is higher than some players' ceiling, and I don't want him to get punished for that. We're just we're nitpicking the hell out of him. And talking about rushing, I, I want to get into that too because one of the things about Patrick Mahomes and his running is this is a half-billion-dollar investment. He is very cautious about not dialing up uh, the scrambles too excessively in the regular season. He kind of dips into that bag when he needs to uh, because he he wants to stay healthy and upright for the playoffs. You see every year in the postseason, 
he starts to scramble more. And that Buffalo game, that first series, he was running all over the place. Now, Hertz rushing, make no mistake about it. The dude is impressive on the ground. He's a tank. I'm, I'm a big fan of the way he plays. And I think he adds a special element to that, um, that offense the way Cam Newton did. But Miles Sanders, who I don't think anybody is going to confuse with Christian McCaffrey, is top five in rushing yards and yards per carry. And he's PFF's ninth rated running back. So I give a lot of a credit to this system, this offensive line. Uh, it doesn't have a weak link, does it? The, no. That offensive line. And I actually want to bring up a good point here on Mahomes' side. And one of the big reasons why I think Mahomes, uh, for me, is why it's so close too. Mm-hmm. How many times have we seen Mahomes this season, fourth quarter, game on the line, come away with a victory where it was clearly Patrick Mahomes, where it was clearly something he did that led to the Chiefs' victory. We've seen it multiple times this season. We haven't seen that as much with Hurts. Some of that has been the Eagles have been up a lot in games. They've not had to have that opportunity. But one of the few times they did wasn't Hurts' fault. He threw a great ball to Quez Watkins. Watkins ended up fumbling the ball. They lost to Washington. But that was one of the few chances he had to to really submit himself as this is a game where I'm going to take over. Again, wasn't his fault, but results do matter to an extent. We have seen Mahomes at times this year take over games that I don't believe any other player, any other quarterback would take over. That is why, again, Mahomes is so impressive to me because he has those games where he goes, no one else does this. Totally true. I think we're going to find out a lot about this race. Uh, I don't think it's this week. I think it's the week after when the Eagles go to Dallas and face the Cowboys and, and Micah Parsons in that defense and an offense that is just really rolling a running game of their own with Tony Pollard. I mean, that guy looks like the best running back in the league right now. Just efficiency off the charts, kind of Jamal Charles esque. So I think, Whoa, 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 whoa. pump your brakes. Now you got a little too much dip on your chip. (laughs) I don't throw that around. He he is probably the first player I've compared to Jamal Charles because I'm kind of a running backs don't matter guy. But when I look at Tony Pollard's efficiency, my eyes almost pop out of my head. So that is not, that is not Jamal Charles slander. Uh, I just think this game in, in Dallas, this game between the Cowboys and the Eagles might decide the MVP race. Because if you look who the chiefs have left, I expect Mahomes to rip through that remaining docket, like a, like a hot knife through, or through butter. Through through butter. butter. Yeah. The, <laughs> what uh, were you thinking of Keanu Reeves? Through uh, a person uh, through a forearm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, something, uh, inappropriate or maybe it was just the congestion in my head blocking blocking me from getting to where I wanted to go I I do think if Mahomes sets the passing yard record in a year that you mentioned the going into it the talk was losing Tyreek Hill it was going to affect him more than Rodgers who by the way was kind of back-to-back MVPs losing Devontae Adams and Rodgers looks like this Mahomes looks like this I do think that has to play part partly into the narrative. Again, I don't have a super strong feeling, so maybe my hot take is, again, I think Hurts and Mahomes are both deserving. I just want to lay out this for everyone. We are obviously Kansas City fans through and through. We obviously are Mahomes fans through and through. Totally. All I wanted to do in this exercise was show you that Hurts has had a great season. Some of the 
analytical numbers, the percentage numbers are very good, even if the yards per game or the 1,000 yards less than Mahomes are there. Again, part of the reason is because of the, the ability to run. He's not tasked to do as much. I just wanted to throw out a whole other side of the operation over here. Yeah, my fear is that we're going to be like year uh, 10, a decade into the uh, Patrick Mahomes experience, and he'll still only have the one MVP just because the national media and and fans and the league and everyone, we kind of take him a little bit for granted. Not Not Chiefs Kingdom, but we just have such an ADHD society that we're always trying to find the next story. And the story is right in front of us. It's Patrick Mahomes. He deserves the MVP. He's the most valuable player in the league. Uh, drop him on any team in the league, including Buffalo, including Cincinnati. They're better. They're better. I, I believe it. Yeah. I also say, who cares about the MVP? You just win Super Bowl. That's what matters. We haven't yeah. seen MVP in a Super Bowl winner same year since I believe Kurt Warner. Wow. Yeah, I could be, no, I could okay, be wrong here, okay. but I think it was Kurt Warner. So you want a little uh, little reason why you want Hurts to win? There you go. Not looking you... good for the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, Jalen, so let's make this trade. You can have regular season MVP. Mahomes gets Super Bowl MVP. Everyone's happy, right? Yeah, that's a win-win, right? Win-win, I, I, th- I think so. Even though I would kind of like to see a, uh, a Kelsey Super Bowl. Kelsey Brothers Super Bowl. That'd be great. With, with, with the red and gold coming out on top, but that would be my preferred matchup. Yeah. All right, guys. Short edition of Funky Friday since uh, we kind of threw this show together last moment, but thanks for tuning in, and uh, we will see you next week. Go Chiefs. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.